It's 848 on the Monday edition of Jacksonville's Morning News and a little more depth and detail to one of our top stories. The special committee investigating the attack on the U.S. Capitol set to hold another hearing that gets going at about 10 o'clock this morning. And it'll focus today on why the former president ignored the results of the 2020 election. WOKB political analyst Rick Mullaney is with me. What do you expect we're likely to hear today as the witness list is topped by uh, Donald Trump's 2020 campaign manager, Bill Stepien? Uh, Rich, I think you're going to see a follow-up to the first public hearing in which Liz Cheney and this committee basically gave their opening statement, and they're going to and provide the building blocks for their case against Donald Trump, which is the focus. And in that opening statement, one of the things they talked about, and this will be a focus today, was that the president, the former president, was informed on multiple occasions by his own advisors and his own team that he had lost the election, and by Bill Barr in particular on three separate occasions that there wasn't sufficient fraud to overturn the election. That is a fundamental building block because in the view of the committee, with that knowledge, the president, despite that knowledge, persisted that the election was stolen, and that contributed to inflaming his base. And in in their view, he was a central figure in a conspiracy to overturn the election. That's the case they're trying to make. Rick, as you've had a chance to kind of sink in what happened on Thursday night in that two-hour hearing, and I had a chance to go back over the weekend and watch it as well, it sort of felt like a courtroom. And you're a lawyer uh, and and former general counsel with the city of Jacksonville for all those years. Was that laid out almost like an opening statement, and is that even a signal to the Attorney General Merrick Garland that, hey, we got a case here? Very much so, Rich. Let me say this. Um, It did have the feel... Of, quite frankly, of a prosecution, of the opening statement to a prosecution. This was not like judicial findings. It wasn't findings of fact. It wasn't like an impartial third party or an independent commission that's saying, here are our findings. Instead, it very much did have a feel of an opening statement. And in that opening statement, there was clarity as to where they were going, where the target was, and that is unquestionably Donald Trump. And as I said, it's kind of strong language, but the prosecution of, of uh, Donald Trump Many have talked about the fact that many on the left and many on the right have already made up their decision. It's like unlikely to persuade them. But in the view of some, the real audience may be Merrick Garland, because one of the things you may see, quite frankly, is a criminal referral coming from this committee to the Justice Department. And then all eyes of the nation will be on Merrick Garland, the attorney general, because it is one thing to criticize the, the former president's conduct. Uh, in so many ways, it's another to make the leap to a criminal case. But what was missing in this courtroom feel, quite frankly, and I think it's one of the weaknesses here, is there certainly is no rules of evidence, uh, but there's no rebuttal. There's right. no cross-examination. There's no pre- presentation from the other side. It's very one-sided. And certainly in my experience, if you listen just to the prosecution's case, it appears so overwhelmingly compelling, you're, you're very much convinced. But you have to be open-minded and listen to the other side. And once you listen to that, you may or may not be so convinced. So. Uh, as this moves forward, they're going to continue with those building blocks, and they're going to continue to make their case. And in the words of Liz Cheney, a seven-part sophisticated plan, in their view, to overturn the election in 2020. Rick, on the rebuttal part, obviously uh, the former president is issuing statements from his press office and more, but how much further might they be able to and willing to go to help to rebut some of these uh, from the former president's camp? You know, Rich, I'm not so sure. And by the way, some of these things don't require a rebuttal. I mean, I think everybody is in agreement that it was a dark day when the, when the Capitol was attacked. And there's bipartisan agreement that the more than 800 people who've been indicted by the Justice Department should be prosecuted uh, for those criminal offenses. Where you really get into that area of rebuttal is the president's culpability, not his misconduct, because I actually think you're going to see compelling evidence uh, that he did. he was not up to the moment on January 6th. 
and they're, and they're going to lay that out. They're going to talk about the pressure that he put on local governments, the pressure he put on the Justice Department, the pressure he put on Mike Pence. They will lay that out, and I expect it to be very compelling. But as a former prosecutor for a decade, let me tell you that this, there's a big difference between that and, and the commission of crimes and an indictment and proof beyond a reasonable doubt. But that appears to be the direction of the special committee. All right, WOKV political analyst Rick Mullaney, also legal analyst as well in this case. Others testifying today include a former Fox News political editor who was attacked by the former president for calling the state of Arizona for Joe Biden, remember. Uh, we'll stay on top of developing details as that hearing gets going at 10 o'clock this morning.